הרני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שבורנו, כל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר הקדוש שמשל בארץ המה, הוא יפחד לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם. נחן נובע מכל חוכמה, רבנו נחמן מפגם את שמחה, נע נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. So, ברוך השם, today we start the second piece of תורה סמך זין. שואלים את הוורדס ובשביל זה. ובשביל זה נקראים הצדיקים עיני העדה. And it's for this reason that the צדיקים are called עיני העדה. The eyes of the congregation. Have you seen במדבר, chapter 15? And obviously in connection with what we said about yesterday. About the idea of the connection of the צדיק and the eyes. And how um, the name of Hashem associates itself with the eyes. And the three colors of the eye and the pupil, etc. And all this connection that we talked about yesterday. Because it's through the tzaddik and through the tzaddikim that the eyes are opened up. This is why they, call their, they are called the eyes of the congregation. Because they open up our eyes. And then, and then when we reveal this, the glory and the beauty of this true tzaddik and his name is greatened in the world, which represents making great the name of Hashem in Bach as, uh, as we talked about above. Through this, and once that happened, we create the mentalities. The mentalities are created, the four mentalities and the strength of a person's vision. The power of sight is restored. And the eyes are opened up. And then what happens? Now Rabbeinu says, Now the world has a barabait. The owner of the house, meaning the person who is in charge of the world. Who watches over the entire world, who pays attention to everything. There's a balabait. There's a person in charge. And this is in the aspect of the word Bereshit. Bereshit is the play on the word Rosh Bait. Bereshit is Rosh Bait, the head of the house. The head of the household. That's the tzaddik. Rosh is the Bechinat Mochin. The head, what does it mean, Rosh by the head of the house? Rosh Zebechinat Mochin, this represents the mentalities. The head represents the mentalities. The mentalities are in the mind, they're in the head. Bait Zebechinat Beta Migdash. And the house, what is the house? Bait is Beta Migdash. This is the God's temple. Sheikah Kiyomo. Alidebechinat Mochin, that its essential existence happens through what the Mochin. That the only way the Beta Migdash is able to exist is through the Mochin, the mentality. Because those mentalities then stem off into the three colors of the eye and the pupil. They're connected to each other. And that's what feeds off the, uh, the Beta Migdash. Bechinat Shabbat. And these three colors of the eye and the pupil are the aspect of Shabbat. Shinbat. And then it illuminates the Beta Migdash, as we said above. And this house also represents the houses of the tefillin, the house that we place on our head and on our arms. The tefillin of the hand, and the tefillin of the arm, and the tefillin of the head. That it's in the boxes, it's in the houses of the tefillin that we have the mentality which are the parchment. And it says in the verse, and I will fill him with the spirit of God, with chokhmah, with tevuna, with that, and with chol melacha. And this represents the tefillin. The beauty of the tefillin, how the tefillin, the boxes, represents the bait, the beta mikdash, which is filled with what? The, the, the wisdom, the da'at. Uh, sorry, the, the chokhmah, the tfuna, the da'at, and the chol menacha. 
these four categories of understanding and mentalities that be'emet fill these boxes. We're going to see va'amale daika. Hashem uses the word in the Torah va'amale, and I will fill specifically. Meaning, what bechinat batim shamochin ma'aninota. I will fill those houses with what the mochin, with the mentalities that fill them, that take place within these houses, and, and illuminate these houses with that and with all these mentalities. Va'azai and then once that happened, once the boxes and the which represent the, the tefillin, but the beta migdash is filled and penetrated with all these awesome aspects of wisdom. What happened? Yesh balabait. There's now a balabait. There's the head of the household now that comes. Bechinat Bait, he's the head of the house. And he administrates the, the house's repairs. Because the rectification of the Beit Hamikdash and ordering the Beit Hamikdash so that everything in its, is in its proper place is through, done through this this Rosh Bait, as we said above. But there is, God forbid, something that happens literally on the opposite side. When a person who doesn't have the name of God associated with him, who is made famous. When that happens, when this person's name is graded and made famous, we almost, as if to say, minimize and conceal the name of Hashem. And then we make famous all these these people who do these this type of black magic and these name diviners, people who think they know how to use all these this practical... Uh, these awesome names of Hashem for their own benefit, the Kedarim and these these people that that do this sort of this witchcraft, Shekorim Taterin, which in the Yiddish they call Taterin. And what happened? Once they use these names for their own benefit, for their own honor, and whatever it is that they do, for the evil that they do, things which depend only on names of impurity come into the world. And all of this is the opposite of the name of God. So now things which are dependent upon the names of impurity which they use for come down into the world. And now that causes the name of Hashem to go into concealment. And then we, we subdue and we almost all this, this the, the luminaries of light they dwindle away, God forbid. That's the vision of, that we talked about above. What is the luminaries of light? That's the person's vision. It's the three colors of the eye and the pupil, which are drawn from the name of Hashem. And now Rabbanu is tying it full circle in the lesson that we talked about at the beginning. That what is the, the luminaries of light and the luminaries of fire? The luminaries of light is that vision that is created from the Shem Hashem, which is the aspect of Shabbat, as we said. And when the luminaries of light um, are weakened, then the luminaries of fire take strength. And from this comes fires into the world. That's how fires come into the world. God forbid. When the name of these famous false leaders grow and are made famous, that's what happens. In doing that, in making these false leaders, they can be whatever it is. They can be Rabbanim. They can be all these people. We conceal the name of Hashem, and the luminaries of light are subdued. And 
and uh, the luminaries of fire grow. It says, from on high he sent a fire. And this represents the destruction of the temple. Which is also destroyed. And the only reason why it's destroyed is through what we just mentioned, this idea, when the luminaries of light dwindle away and they pass away. And with this, the luminaries of fire take strength. This is what it says in Echa chapter 4. That God kindled the fire in Sion, which consumed its foundations. What is the foundation? This represents the four elements. The four elements which are drawn from the luminaries of light, we said. Which are the three colors of the eye and the pupil. We just said. And the only reason why these four elements are burnt up and fired up and consumed is because what? The luminaries of light are concealed and now they're burnt up through what? This fire that has been killed and kindled in Sion once the luminaries of fire begin to take control. And that which has passed is no longer because our temple has already been burnt and destroyed. However, at this time, Hashem is hoping to return to us, to return and to build our holy temple. It's fitting on us, now that it's already been destroyed, what to do, what do we have to do now, not to obstruct, that we must make sure not to prevent the building of the temple. We must put in all our effort to rebuild it. Therefore, look what Rabbeinu says. <laughs> look what Rabbeinu says. Therefore, one must be very careful to get up at midnight, halachic midnight, which Rabbeinu teaches us, as we're going to see soon in the upcoming lessons. Rabbeinu teaches us the exact hour of chatzot. What is it? It's six hours, meaning 60 minutes times six. 60 literal minutes, not uh, halachic minutes. Rabbanu says 60 minutes times 6, meaning 6 hours after Tzedek Ochavim, after nightfall. You count 6 hours, and the second that hits, let's say nightfall is at uh, 5.30, then 11.30 is Chatzot. And the first two hours of Chatzot, 11.30 to 1.30, are the prime hours, they're the sweetest hours of Chatzot. That's what Rabbanu said. So what is Rabbanu telling us though? A person must be very, very careful to get up at Chatzot. To mourn over the destruction of the temple. Because perhaps in his first incarnation, it was he who caused the destruction of the temple himself. And even if it, was, if it wasn't you, and perhaps it is you now who is obstructing, obstructing the rebuilding of the temple. And who is so big enough to say that he knows for sure that he hasn't obstructed? This is why it's on all of us to wake up Chatzot. May Hashem give us the merit to really do this because this is such a difficult task. But it's one of the principles in all of Rabbeinu's Torah to get up Chatzot. This is the essence. If a person wants to understand what Rabbeinu wants, it's to get up Chatzot. And if a person now is obstructing the rebuilding of the temple, as it says in the Gemara Yerushalmi Yomar, also 
this idea that what? If the Beit HaMikdash was not built in your days, it's as if you destroyed it in your days. So what is Rabbanu saying? That if you are obstructing from the rebuilding of the temple, it's considered as if you caused the destruction of it. Therefore, a person must be very careful to get up and chatzot and to mourn the destruction of the temple. And a God promised to all those who mourn over the destruction of Tzion and Bet Hamikdash and Yerushalayim. The Prophet, chapter Samech Aleph, chapter sixty-one, to place for the mourners of Tzion, meaning those who get up splendor instead of ashes. That Hashem will turn that splendor, that destruction, into rebuilding, into ascent, turn the downfall into an ascent, turn the splendor into ash. Sorry, turn the ash into splendor. Splendor replacing ash specifically. And they're the same letters. The splendor represents the mochin, the mentalities. As we said above, the tfilin. That is this mentality. This represents the head of the house. Which is the spectrum of all the colors, as we said. The three colors of the eye and the pupil. The aspect of the luminaries of light. Shabbat. This represents Shabbat. All these ideas are connected. And then it, that illuminates the Bet HaMikdash. That's Pe'er. But under Ash. The ash represents these luminaries of fire, which are the opposite of what we talked about above. Meaning, once we replace the ash with splendor by getting up at Sion, what happens? By, by getting up at Chatzot and mourning over the destruction of the temple, what happens? We will subdue the luminaries of fire. And those luminaries of fire is what caused the destruction of the temple. The burning of the temple now will overpower the luminaries of fire with luminaries of light, which is what sustains and ex- makes the Betamidash exist. That's what it means. We're going to replace the ashes with splendor. We find the result of all what we said is what? That when a person mourns over the destruction of the temple, through this, he subdues the luminaries of fire and he strengthens the luminaries of light, which is the aspect of Shabbat. And if you take the word mitabel, it's the acronym, so the phrase, take the first letters of this phrase, you have mitabel. Do not kindle a fire in all your dwelling places. This is one of the commandments of Shabbat, that we must not light a fire on Shabbat. But take the first Letters of this of this phrase, you have mit abel mourning, meaning through mourning you do not kindle the fire. Meaning when you mourn the destruction of the temple, you do not allow the fire, the, the luminaries of fire, to be kindled. Because as we just said, the mourning of the destruction of the temple subdues the luminaries of fire. And this is what it says at the end of the verse. On the day of Shabbat. Because now once we subdue the luminaries of fire, we illuminate the luminaries of light, which is the aspect of Shabbat. Because the luminaries of light are the three colors of the eye and the pupil, which is what stems from Shabbat. These 
this these luminaries of light is what illuminates the Betamikdash. As it says in the verse, guard my Shabbat and fear my, my temple. Meaning once you guard the Shabbat, meaning the three colors of the eye and the people, and you subdue the luminaries of fire, now the temple will be able to be restored and be feared. This is what it says, to do the Shabbat for their generations. What does it mean when it says that in the verse of Shemot chapter 31? It's brought down in the Zohar in a few different places. For their generations, depending on the word, the diratam for their dwelling places. Meaning it's a dwelling place. Meaning through Shabbat. When we guard the Shabbat, which is giving strength to the luminaries of light. Through this, we create a dwelling place. Meaning the temple, which only exists through the aspect of Shabbat. Also, a literal dwelling place. We also create a literal dwelling place because through Shabbat, which represents the luminaries of light, as we said, we subdue the luminaries of fire, which saves us from all these fires that take place in the world, as we said above. That when the luminaries of fire t- are are um, given control, then fires take place in the world. Therefore, the existence of the dwelling place of the Jewish people, whether it's a Beit Hamikdash or literal houses or, and homes. Is through what? Shabbat Is only guarded through the aspect of Shabbat. When we keep the Shabbat, we're able to protect ourselves and our dwelling places and to rebuild the temple. May we see it uh, rebuilt soon, speedily in our days. That's it for today.